This podcast contains sexually explicit material and adult content. Mature audiences only. Listening discretion is advised. Hey everybody and welcome to Pleasure Playpen Sex, Love, and Relationship Podcast. I'm your host Stacey. I'm here with Brian who makes some BDSM toys, specifically mostly floggers. And he's going to go into how he got started and what exactly he makes and, and, and all that fun stuff. So Brian, tell us what kind of toys do you specialize in? I do impact toys like fire hose slappers which is just a paintbrush style handle with a chunk of fire hose. Um, other fire hose toys such as cricket bats. I've been producing lollipop uh, or rather purple heart lollipops, canes, floggers, paddles. I do a real potpourri of selection. Keeps it fun for me. Explain to me what the lollipop one is. Well, we have uh, a cane style handle like what fits uh, my other canes. And then a stick of Delrin that's about 12 inches long. And then made out of uh, purple heart is a little heart. So the whole thing is purple heart, Delrin, and uh, adhesive. Very these simple, are, very effective. These are all things I have no idea what they are. Uh, <laughs> well, just ask. I'll explain. <laughs> so when you say impact toys, those mean for, um, you know, spankings. Giving your loved one a whacking. There you go. That's a good way to explain it. Consensually. <laughs> now, is that everything that you make? Uh, I make some curiosities as well. I've made bowls. I've made uh, like a wizard's wand. Um, but I think that's for the most part, um, that's what I make. So is it carved wood? How is the wood done, used? Like how do you shape it? I have a full shop at my disposal um, for... Let's see, flogger handles, fire hose, <coughs> excuse me, fire hose, cricket bats, uh, and lollipops, and a few other items is all done on a wood lathe. I have a 1938 Craftsman wood lathe that I turn most of my wood on. I also have a 2000 Craftsman lathe that helps me in the process of like canes and floggers. And do you do woodworking for a living? I do not. <clears throat> I am a mechanic by trade. What made you decide to start getting into woodworking like this, this kind of woodworking? This kind of woodworking. Uh, it all started out with uh, basically straight razors, uh, making scales, which would be what people think of as the handle. Um, of straight razors and sell them for 40 bucks. And then during the course of 10 months, I moved, what, about five, six times. And there's a couple ladies, Yvonne and Anna, who are integral in my success. And with, with them, after everything was all said and done, Anna comes to me and goes, I would like a spanking bench. Will you help me out? And so I made Anna uh, Versa Horse. And I made, well, as soon as the word got out that I was making Anna a Versa horse, 
Yvonne wanted one too, so I made each lady um, a Versa horse style uh, spanking bench. And then I made one myself, and I kind of realized, hey, this is fun. I would like to do more of this. But I kind of realized that furniture really, it's not going to sell for me to keep on producing and building up inventory. So I went to a junk uh, shop and saw this uh, Craftsman Lay, the 1938. I bought it for less than $150. and. You know, that is really the push to get me going towards impact toys. I started off with canes and floggers and grew from there. So you are already, I assume, in the BDSM community yourself, and that's how yes. that's how you got started in that. Right. I've dabbled with BDSM for, you know, decades. And it was just I wanted to have fun, and I just did it. You know, I bought the uh, tools and equipment. Um, YouTube has taught me a lot as far as how to, you know, uh, produce and turn things out. And, yeah, I'm still not the best. I've been doing this since 2017 is when I made those Versa horses. And I, I'm in the shop regularly, uh, you know, making something. Mostly sawdust and uh, wood shavings. Does this earn you a pretty good living or, you know, as a pastime? Is it? It's a hobby job. Um, I would like to pursue it more, but I have another at least, you know, eight to ten years for retirement. Once I hit retirement age to where I can live without worrying about making too much of an income with woodworking i'll pursue that so right now it's a hobby but it gives you a little bit extra and then you kind of that that that's once you want yeah, as your it, retirement it does. kind of hobby to be yeah right right now uh the the hobby supplies itself i make enough to you know buy supplies like wood and leather um an occasional tool and you know, basically it affords me to where, you know, going to uh, Kinkfest in April, you know, that's all paid for out of what I've made uh, from sales to the shop. But conversely, when I make sales and earn a, um, an income with, with what I sell, it all goes back into the shop. Very little do I spend on myself, and that's usually just tools. I'm assuming the leather probably costs a, a pretty penny. Okay, there we go. Um, leather's not cheap, but it's not the most expensive. The woods that I use generally exceed the cost of leather uh, considerably. For like a board foot of ebony, which I've been using a little bit of, you know, that's a hundred bucks. They sell it by the pound. Um, ebony is a very dark, rich black wood, and you know, just for uh, a cane blank, I will pay about 400% more than, say, walnut or maple or a lot of other woods I use. I picked up some uh, Honduran rosewood, which for a small board was over 30 bucks, and I was able to do um, a few blanks for canes. But other than that, um, you know, the most expensive element for my work 
is me. I expect to get paid because I work hard and I have skill. And a lot of uh, toy makers don't pay themselves. So there's a, a competition for inexpensive toys opposed to more expensive toys where people have maybe a greater skill, uh, more expensive uh, tools, or, you know, I'm, I'm worth $20 an hour when I make toys. How much does an average toy sell for? I try to keep a price point in all uh, areas. Um, most of what I make is under a hundred dollars. You know, canes and fire hose slappers they start about fifty dollars, and depending on the wood, they can vary up to sixty. And then the purple heart lollipop, they're eighty, and that's the most expensive toy that I have under a hundred. Uh, the fire hose cricket bats are price point at 130 and then floggers start at 150 and go up to generally right around 200 at the most, but sometimes more. Do you think that's like an, an average price for? I think I'm competitive in comparison. There's some people making some great stuff that, you know, like a flogger, they're charging, you know, like 90 bucks. Uh, for a basic flogger and so there's going to be a lot of that competition where that's just not who I'm appealing to I'm appealing to more my demographics are an older um, you know lifestyler who has the affordable in, uh, disposable income and can also you know splurge on themselves a little bit um, mm -hmm. mine I'll refrain from calling it uh, luxury items, which, you know, who really needs a, uh, a Purple Heart lollipop in their lives? But a lot of people think they do. So, you know, here we go. So I'm a little bit on the um, average size of, you know, retail cost. And there's some more, some less. I'm guessing you enjoy what you're doing. Absolutely. It's my way to uh, decompress, create, and most of all, have fun. Uh, once again, I'm you know, going to Vend here in April. And I have, um, I got trapped in a, in a crappy little call center for over a decade. But what that in turns... In turn, what that has afforded me is the ability to sell and to glad hand people. So, you know, that's a lot of fun for me. You know, to me, that is a performance. And uh, I'm out there putting forth my all in meeting people, playing show and tell. Do you, so when you go to this, to the one that you're going to, are you actually a vendor at this one? Yes, I am. This will be my large. This will be my largest event, generally speaking, because I'm a small producer. I um, have hit the smaller events, you know, parties locally, uh, travel out of town to other parties and events that are, you know, filled up at 50 and sometimes even, you know, 60, 70 people, but still very small so th this uh, event that I'm coming to in April um, 
just ticket sales, they've they've met the uh, 1,500 goal as far as uh, participants. Well, hopefully you'll sell a butt ton and get your name out there and everything. Do you have a website or where do you sell? Yeah, I sell on Etsy. The Slap and Tickle Shop is uh, the name of my uh, business. And I will definitely put that out there so that people who want to can check it out. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining me today and telling us a little bit about what you do and and how much you enjoy it and everything like that. I really appreciate you coming on. Absolutely.